Hare Krishna, my dear devotees. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books <clears throat> right here in the Haven, which is in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. Uh, we hope that you are well and safe and happy in these troubled times. Uh, and you are um, relishing the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books as we are relishing reading them to you. Srimad uh, Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami uh, glorifies the Bhagavatam and explains what it is, why we're doing what we're doing. It goes like this. Sarva-shastravdipi-yusha Sarva-vedaika-satpala Sarva-siddhanta-ratnaja Sarva-lokaika-drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kalidvandoditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, <clears throat> O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya. Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Marika Bando Matsangin Madguru Man Mahadana Mannistadakamad Bhagya Mad Anandana Mostute My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu Saduta Dayin Atinichochatakura O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Okay, we've reached the 28th chapter of the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, Kapila's instructions on the execution of devotional service. We're starting with text uh, 39 today. Because of great affection for family and wealth, one accepts a son and some money as his own. And due to affection for the material body, one thinks that it is his. But actually, as one can understand, that his family and wealth are different from him, the liberated soul can understand that he and his body are not the same. PURPORT The status of real knowledge is explained in this verse. There are many children, but we accept some children as our sons and daughters because of our affection for them, although we know very well that these children are different from us. Similarly, because of great affection for money, we accept some amount of wealth in the bank as ours. 
In the same way, we claim that the body is ours because of affection for it. I say that it is my body. I then extend that possessive concept and say, it is my hand, my leg, and further. It is my bank balance, my son, my daughter. But actually, I know that the son and the money are separate from me. It is the same with the body. I am separate from my body. It is a question of understanding, and the proper understanding is called Pratibuddha. By obtaining knowledge and devotional service, or Krishna consciousness, one can become a liberated soul. Text 40 The blazing fire is different from, from the flames, from the sparks, and from the smoke. Although all are intimately connected because they are born from the same blazing wood, Report. Although the blazing firewood, the sparks, the smoke and the flame cannot stay apart because each of them is part and parcel of the fire, still they are different from one another. A less intelligent person accepts smoke as fire, although smoke and fire, although fire and smoke are completely different. The heat and light of the fire are separate although one cannot differentiate fire from heat and light. Text 41 The Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is known as Parabrahman, is the seer. He is different from the jiva soul, or individual living entity, who is combined with the senses, the five elements, and consciousness. Purport a clear conception of the complete whole is given herewith. The living entity is different from the material elements and the supreme living entity, the, supreme, the personality of Godhead, who is the creator of the material elements, is also different from the individual living entity. This philosophy is propounded by Lord Chaitanya as a chintya beda, beda tattva. Everything is simultaneously one with and different from everything else. The cosmic manifestation created by the Supreme Lord by His merciful energy is also simultaneously different and non-different from Him. The material energy is non-different from the Supreme Lord, but at the same time, because that energy is acting in a different way, it is different from Him. Similarly, the individual living entity is one with and different from the Supreme Lord. This simultaneous one and different philosophy is the perfect conclusion of the Bhagavad school as confirmed here by Kapiladev. Living entities are compared to the sparks of a fire. As stated in the previous verse, fire, flame, smoke, and firewood are combined together. Here the living entity, the material elements, and the Supreme Personality of Godhead are combined together. The exact position of the living entities is just like that of the sparks of a fire. They are part and parcel. The material energy is compared to the smoke. The fire is also part and parcel of the Supreme Lord. In the Vishnu Purana it is said that whatever we can see or experience either in the material or spiritual world is an expansion of the different energies of the Supreme Lord as fire distributes its light and heat from one place from one place the, the Supreme Personality of Godhead distributes his different energies all over his creation. The four principles of the Vaishnava philosophic doctrine are Shuddha Advaita, purified oneness, Dvaita Advaita, simultaneous one indifference, Vishishta Advaita and Dvaita, 
The four principles of Vaishnava philosophy are based on the thesis of Srimad Bhagavatam explained in these two verses. Text 42 A yogi should see the same soul in all manifestations. For all that exists is a manifestation of different energies of the Supreme. In this way, the devotee should see all living entities without distinction. That is realization of the Supreme Soul. Mm-hmm. Purport As stated in the Brahma Sangita, not only does the Supreme Soul enter each and every universe, but he enters even the atoms. The Supreme Soul is present everywhere in the dormant stage. And when one can see the presence of the Supreme Soul everywhere, one is liberated from material designations. The word Sarva Bhuteshu is to be understood as follows. There are four different divisions of species, living entities which sprout from the earth, living entities born of fermentation or germination, living entities which come from eggs, and living entities which come from the embryo. These four divisions of living entities are expanded in 8,400,000 species of life. A person who is freed from material designations can see the same quality of spirit present everywhere or in every manifested living entity. Less intelligent men <clears throat> think that plants and grass grow out of the, out of the earth automatically. But one who was actually intelligent and has realized the self can see that this growth is not automatic. The cause is the soul and the forms come out in material bodies under different conditions. By fermentation in the laboratory, many germs are born, but this is due to the presence of the soul. The material scientist thinks that eggs are lifeless but that is not a fact. From Vedic scripture, we can understand that, the living, that living entities in different forms are generated under different conditions. Birds evolve from eggs, and beasts and human beings are born from the embryo. The perfect vision of the yogi, or devotee, is that he sees the presence of the living entity everywhere. Text 43. As fire is exhibited in different forms of wood, so under different conditions of the modes of material nature, the pure spirit soul manifests itself in different bodies. Purport. It is to be understood that the body is designated. Prakriti is an interaction by the three modes of material nature. And according to these modes, someone has a small body and someone has a very large body. For example, the fire in a big piece of wood appears very big and in a stick the fire appears small. Actually, the quality of the fire is the same everywhere. But the manifestation of material nature is such that according to the fuel, the fire appears bigger and smaller. Similarly, the soul in the universal body, although of the same quality, is different from the soul in the smaller body. The small particles of soul are just like sparks of the larger soul. The greatest soul is the super-soul, but the super-soul is quantitatively different from the small soul. The super-soul is described in the Vedic literature as the supplier of all necessities of the smaller soul, nityo nityanam. 
one who understands this distinction between the Supersoul and the individual soul is above lamentation and is in a peaceful position. When the smaller soul thinks himself quantitatively as big as the larger soul, he is under the spell of Maya, <clears throat> for that is not his constitutional position. No one can become the greater soul simply by mental speculation. The smallness or greatness of different souls is described in the Varaha Purana as Shwangsha Bibinangsha. The Swangsha soul is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the Bibinangsha souls or small particles are eternally small particles as confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. Mamai Vangsho, Jiva Loke, Jiva Bhutak, Sanatanaha. The small living entities are eternally part and parcel and therefore it is not possible for them to be quantitatively as great as the Supersoul. Text 44 Thus the yogi can be in the self-realized position after conquering the insurmountable spell of Maya, who presents herself as both the cause and effect of this material manifestation and is therefore very difficult to understand. Purport. It is stated in Bhagavad Gita that the spell of Maya, which covers the knowledge of the living entity, is insurmountable. However, one who surrenders unto Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, can conquer this seemingly insurmountable spell of Maya. Here also it is stated that the Daivi Prakriti or the external energy of the Supreme Lord is Durvi Bhavya, very difficult to understand and very difficult to conquer. One must, however, conquer this insurmountable spell of Maya. And this is possible by the grace of the Lord when God reveals Himself to the surrendered soul. It is also stated here, Sarupena Vitishtate. Sarupa means that one has to know that he is not the Supreme Soul, but rather part and parcel of the Supreme Soul. That is self-realization. To think falsely that one is the Supreme Soul and that one is all-pervading is not Sarupa. This is not realization of his actual position. The real position is that one is part and parcel. It is recommended here that one remain in that position of actual self-realization. In Bhagavad Gita this understanding is defined as Brahman realization. After Brahman realization one can engage in the activities of Brahman. As long as one is not self-realized, self he engages in activities based on false identification with the body. When one is situated in his real self, then the activities of Brahman realization begin. The Mayavadi philosophers, the Mayavadi philosophers say that after Brahman realization, all activities stop. But that, is not act, but that is not actually so. If the soul is so active in its abnormal condition, existing under the covering of matter, how can one deny its activity when free? An example may be stated here. If a man is in a diseased condition, if a man in a diseased condition is very active, how can one imagine that when he is free from the disease, he will be inactive. Naturally, the conclusion is that when one is free from all disease, his activities are pure. 
It may be said that the activities of Brahman realization are different from those of conditional, conditional life, but that does not stop activity. This is indicated in Bhagavad Gita, 1854. After one realizes one to be oneself to be Brahman, devotional service begins. Madhbhaktim labhate param. After Brahman realization, one can engage in the devotional service of the Lord. Therefore, devotional service of the Lord is activity in Brahman realization. For those who engage in devotional service, there is no spell of maya, and their situation is all perfect. The duty of the living entity, as a part and parcel of the whole, is to render devotional service to the whole. That is the ultimate perfection of life. Srila Prabhupada Ki Chai. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the third canto, 28th chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled Lord Kapila's Instructions on the Execution of Devotional Service. All glories to Lord Kapila Dev, the incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and all glories to the process, the science of devotional service. Hare Krishna, Hare Bo. Okay, now we're moving into chapter 29. Explanation of devotional service by Lord Kapila Dev. Text 1 and 2. Devahuti inquired, My dear Lord, you have already very scientifically described the symptoms of the total material nature and the characteristics of the spirit according to the Sankhya system of philosophy. Now, I shall request you to explain the path of devotional service, which is the ultimate end of all philosophical systems. Purport In this 29th chapter, the glories of devotional service are elaborately explained, and the influence of time on the conditioned soul is also described. The purpose of elaborately describing the influence of time is to detach the conditioned soul from his material activities, which are considered to be simply a waste of time. In the previous chapter, material nature, the spirit, and the Supreme Lord or Supersoul are analytically studied, and in this chapter the principles of Bhakti Yoga or devotional service the execution of activities in the eternal relationship between the living entity and the personality of Godhead are explained. Bhakti Yoga, devotion, devotional service, is the basic principle of all systems of philosophy. All philosophy which does not aim for devotional service to the Lord is considered merely mental speculation. But of course, bhakti-yoga with no philosophical basis is more or less sentiment. There are two classes of men. Some consider themselves intellectually advanced and simply speculate and meditate. And others are sentimental and have no philosophical basis for their propositions. Neither of these can achieve the highest goal of life or if they do, it will take them many, many years. Vedic literature therefore suggests that there are three elements, namely the Supreme Lord, the living entity, and their eternal relationship. And the goal of life is to follow the principles of bhakti or devotional service and ultimately attain to the planet of the Supreme Lord in full devotion and love as an eternal servitor of the Lord. Sankhya philosophy is the analytical study of all existence. 
One has to understand everything by examining its nature and characteristics. This is called acquirement of knowledge. But one should not simply acquire knowledge without reaching the goal of life or the basic principle for acquiring knowledge, bhakti-yoga. If we give up bhakti-yoga and simply busy ourselves in the analytical study of the nature of things as they are, then the result will be practically nil. It is stated in the Bhagavatam that such engagement is something like husking a paddy. There is no beating the husk if the grain has already been removed. By the scientific study of material nature, the living entity and the super-soul, Devahuti continued, My dear Lord, please also describe in detail, both for me and for people in general, the continual process of birth and death. For by hearing such, of such calamities, we may become detached from the activities of this material world. Purport In this verse, the word Sangsriti is very important. Shriyaksriti means the prosperous path of advancement towards the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And Sangsriti means the continued journey on the path of birth and death towards the darkest region of material existence. People who have no knowledge of this material world, God, and their actual intimate relationship with Him are actually going to the darkest region of material existence in the name of progress in the material advancement of civilization. To enter the darkest region of material existence means to enter into a species of life other than the human species. Ignorant men do not know that after this life they are completely under the grip of material nature and will be offered a life which may not be very congenial. How a living entity gets different kinds of bodies will be explained in the next chapter. This continual change of bodies in birth and death is called samsara. Devahuti requests her glorious son, Kapila Muni, to explain about this continued journey to impress upon the conditioned souls that they are undergoing a path of degradation by not understanding the path of bhakti-yoga, devotional service. Text 4 Please also describe eternal time, which is a representation of your form and by whose influence people in general engage in the performance of pious activities. Purport However ignorant one may be regarding the path of good fortune and the path down to the darkest region of ignorance, everyone is aware of the influence of eternal time, which devours all the effects of our material activities. The body is born at a certain time, and immediately the influence of time acts upon it. From the date of the birth of the body, the influence of death is also acting. The advancement of and circumstances I'll, I'll read this again 
Everyone is conscious of the last stage of life when he will meet the cruel hands of death, but some consider their age and circumstances, concern themselves with the influence of time, and thus engage in pious activities so, so that in the future they will not be put into a low family or an animal species. Generally, people are attached to sense enjoyment and so aspire for life on the heavenly planets. Therefore, they engage themselves in charitable or other pious activities. But actually, as stated in Bhagavad Gita, one cannot get rid, one cannot get relief from the chain of birth and death even if he goes to the higher plan, highest planet, Brahmaloka, because the influence of time is present everywhere within this material world. In the spiritual world, however, the time factor has no influence. Text 5 My dear Lord, you are just like the sun, for you illuminate the darkness of the conditional life of the living entities. Because their eyes of knowledge are not open, they are sleeping eternally in that darkness without your shelter. And therefore they are falsely engaged by the actions and reactions of their material activities. And they appear to be very fatigued. Purport It appears that Srimati Devahuti, the glorious mother of Lord Kapiladev, is very compassionate for the regrettable condition of people in general, who, not knowing the goal of life, are sleeping in the darkness of illusion. It is the general feeling of the Vaishnava, or devotee of the Lord, that he should awaken them. Similarly, Devahuti is requesting her glorious son to illuminate the lives of the conditioned souls so that their most regrettable conditional, conditional life may be ended. The Lord is described herein as Yoga Bhaskara, the son of the system of all yoga. Devahuti has already requested her glorious son to describe Bhakti Yoga and the Lord has described Bhakti Yoga as the ultimate yoga system. Bhakti Yoga is, this, is, is the sun-like illumination for delivering the conditioned souls whose general condition is described here. They have no eyes to see their own interests. They do not know that the goal of life is not to increase the material necessities of existence because the body will not exist for more than a few years. The living, in, the living beings are eternal and they have their eternal need. If one engages only in caring for the necessities of the body, not caring for the eternal necessities of life, then he is part of a civilization whose advancement puts the living entities in the darkest region of ignorance. Sleeping in that darkest region, one does not get any refreshment, but rather gradually becomes fatigued. He invents many processes to adjust this fatigued condition, but he fails and thus remains confused. The only path for mitigating this fatigue is fatigue in the struggle for existence is the path of devotional service or the path of Krishna consciousness. Text 6 Sri Maitreya said, O best amongst the Kurus, the great sage Kapila, moved by great compassion, and pleased by the words of his glorious mother, spoke as follows. Purport Lord Kapila was very satisfied by the request of his glorious mother because he was, she was thinking not only in terms of her personal salvation, but in terms of all the fallen, conditioned souls. 
The Lord is always compassionate toward the fallen souls of this material world, and therefore He comes to Him. He comes Himself, or sends His confidential servants to deliver them. Since He is perpetually compassionate towards them, if some of His devotees also become compassionate towards them, He is very pleased with the devotees. In Bhagavad Gita, it is clearly stated that persons who are trying to elevate the condition of the fallen souls by preaching the conclusion of Bhagavad Gita, namely, full surrender unto the Personality of Godhead, are very dear to Him. Thus, when the Lord saw that His beloved Mother was very compassionate towards the fallen souls, He was pleased, and He also became compassionate towards her. Hare Krishna. So it's almost 8 o'clock and we started a little earlier than normal. So we'll stop here and tomorrow we will begin with text 7. And Kapila Dev will answer the, the questions of Devahuti. Glorious questions. Okay. Let us now relish the reflections of the assembled devotees. Hare Krishna. Okay, first is from Rati Mandrava. Yes, Rati, first up the blocks tonight. Hare Krishna. Jai Guru Maharaj, the blissful hour has arrived. Yeah, we're in the middle of it. Hare Krishna. Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna to you too, Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna. And from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. These are the most loyal hearers. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled devotees, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Jai, all glories to His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. And from Bhakti Christopher. Yes, Bhakti Christopher. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. I was wondering if the world is an expression of Krishna's energy. Is the diversity found in the material world just a reflection of how diverse Krishna is himself? I often look at my garden, so beautiful and peaceful, and wonder if that is just a reflection of the peace found in the Lord's energy. It's more than just found in the Lord's energy. It's found in the eternal spiritual world. You'll find in the beginning of the 15th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita um, that the material world is a reflection of the spiritual world. So all the features that we see here are there in the spiritual world, only in reality. And the material world is a reflection, or another way of looking at it is... Um, It's like a projection, you know, of the real activities on a screen. The background of the screen is the Pradhan, and we've just heard how the Lord glances at Pradhan, and by His glance, all the souls are injected, and... Uh, time is in injected and the material energy starts to transform just like the seed is placed in the womb of the mother and the materials of the body of the mother along with the codes of information that are required to construct the body in the womb of the mother if you think about it that's a pretty wonderful thing. How the codes of, 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 not of information 
cause the atoms and the material nature to form together and come out the most sophisticated form of a human body. All the materialists can do is just say, oh, this is wonderful. And it is. It is wonderful. It's the most wonderful thing. But now think of this. Think that the whole cosmic energy or material energy is like the womb of material nature. And the Lord is the Supreme Father. And He injects the souls into the womb of nature. And all these forms come out. So that means that the information content is there within the Lord. And the amalgamation of uh, th that information content is injected into the material energy and it comes out as a reflection of the spiritual world. In the spiritual world, there are families, there are buildings, there are trees, there are mountains, there are everything is there but there it's reality just like there may be an event happening in somewhere in the world and through the medium of television waves sound waves or picture waves nowadays the internet also uh, they are projected and you can see it on your screen of your device or a television screen And the spiritual world is the internal energy of the Lord. And that internal energy maintains its f the forms. Uh, well, in the spiritual world, the f eternal form, the spiritual forms are eternal. And here the forms are temporary, and that's the difference. That's why the soul cannot feel satisfied here. Even if you have a peaceful garden, Eventually, uh, the garden will go, and so will you, and so will I, and so all of us. So will all of us. Therefore, the soul hankers for eternal life, and eternal knowledge, and eternal happiness, and you can only get those if you go back to the spiritual world. Hare Krishna. Guranga Gopal. Yes, Guranga Gopal. Hari Bol, at last you're back. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to Prabhupada. Thank you for reading tonight. I was appreciating the compassion of Devahuti towards us fallen souls. Yes. And how it touches the Lord when his devotees experience such compassion. Yes. It is amazing how just the act of going out to give books to the public is such a pleasing activity for Krishna. Yes. I wish I was less complacent with this and actually treasured the opportunity to perform such intimate service to the Lord. Wonderful reflection. Thank you very much. Because Krishna says in the Gita himself, as we heard in the purports tonight, and you, and you reflected on, uh, he's most pleased with those devotees who try to give this knowledge to others, somehow or other. You want to please the Lord the most. You want to get His attention. So in the end, when you leave your body, He'll take you back to Him. To him. Just preach Krishna consciousness. Hare Krishna. From Dalnitai. Yes, Dalnitai. Dear Srila Guru Maharaj, please accept my obeisance. Hare Krishna. Thank you for tonight's instructive and very helpful reading. Your servant, Dharanitai Das. Well, thank you very much. It was very nice having you and Radhananda Devi Dasi here. And uh, we appreciate it very much. Your sandwiches are fantastic. And we appreciated that you appreciated uh, Abai's Kichidi. 
which is transcendental. And his, and most important, his quinoa, uh, quinoa halava, which is out of this world. Hare Krishna. From Subarao Rajagopal. Yes, Subarao Rajagopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily reading. In the purport 3.29.5, Srila Prabhupada gloriously writes, quote, Sleeping in that darkest region, one does not get any refreshment, but rather gradually becomes fatigued. Mm. He invents many processes to adjust this fatigued condition, mm. but he fails and thus remains confused. The only path for mitigating his fatigue in the struggle for existence is the path of devotional service or the path of Krishna consciousness. Unquote. Thanks to Srila Prabhupada's translation and elaborate purports and your daily Bhagavatam Sevaya, this is truly a refreshment to wake up a soul or jiva like me. I need this refreshment, refreshment often to keep myself on the track of bhakti. Thank you for your sadhu sangha and shravanam. Hare Krishna, nice reflection. Thank you very much. That's the idea. That's the essence of life. It gives us a taste of the real life. Hare Krishna. From Daitari Hari? Yes, Daitari Hari. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thanks for tonight's reading. I've kept having late evenings with different services this last week so I haven't been able to join live so it's great to be back great to have you back I really appreciated hearing the point that a common man or materialist thinks that grass grows automatically whereas someone who has realized himself also realizes that everything happens due to consciousness mm. Krishna conscious philosophy really explains how everything works in a holistic and scientific way. Yes. Material scientists may be able to explain in detail the complexity of chemical interactions, but they have no knowledge of what is causing these interactions. Yes. Our, philo our philosophy encompasses their understanding of reality and explains so much more. I always find when I meet any honest and intellectually inclined person on Sankirtan, and explain our philosophy. They are always impressed. That's absolutely a wonderful reflection. Thank you so much. And the next stage is for us to imbibe this philosophy and therefore Prabhupada called it uh, the science, the spiritual science. It is a spiritual science. And uh, there was some I, I can't remember exactly where it came from but there was a a kind of a review that someone wrote about our movement this is many many years ago and it, it it lauded the philosophy he said nothing can touch the philosophy of the Christian consciousness movement but he said sometimes the way we treat one another leaves something to be desired and so that's the perfection of the understanding of what the next phase is. It, and that is to apply this knowledge to ourselves so that we can see through the knowledge and see how it is that everyone is actually belongs to Krishna and therefore everyone de deserves our respect, if not affection. And then our... our lives can be transformed. In other words, the Christian consciousness is not just the collection of information, you know, not just knowing a lot of facts and a lot of details about the creation or whatever. Christian consciousness is the uh, attraction and the affection that comes from the soul 
to the Supreme Soul who actually gave us all of this, who is actually responsible for engineering it all and, and giving the energy to the conditioned souls. So, yes, I thank you very much for this reflection. It was very nice. Nice to have you back, Dajahari Hari. From Jai Shri. Hare Krishna Jai Shri. Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj. In verse 329.5, quote, If one engages only in caring for the necessities of the body, not caring for the eternal necessities of life, then he is part of the civilization whose advancement puts the living entities in the darkest region of ignorance. Mm. The only path for mitigating his fatigue in the struggle for existence is the path of devotional service. Unquote. Srila Prabhupada's Bhaktivedanta purport is always so eloquently written. He explained the philosophy of Krishna consciousness through different perspectives, but always arrives at the same conclusion, devotional service to the Supreme Lord. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Jai, thank you very much for that very succinct and essential reflection. That's the end. That's the, that's the goal. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much. Devotional service. Engage in devotional service. Become absorbed in devotional service. Somehow or other, use what we are given, the body, the mind, the intelligence, the external things that we have that are sent to, are sent to us. We use them in Krishna conscious, in service to Krishna, to, for the pleasure of Krishna's senses. That is the perfection. That is what will awaken our love for Krishna and manifest to us the, the love that Krishna has for us. That's what we're looking for. Hare Krishna. I thank you once again for all of the wonderful reflections and just your company in general. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhaktivinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi. Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic as Kapila Dev. Further answer the further questions of Devahuti. And we get even a further, a clearer picture of the science of devotional service. Thank you so much. Hari Krishna. See you tomorrow. <laughs>